October 9th, 2015. It's a Watt from Pedro show.
Watch for Pedro show. Uh, here my Pat, San Pedro. Uh, before I leave, I got some torn coming up. Uh, not the love girl with Brother Matt. He's indisposed. Hope to see him when I get back from this Tap Falco tour. I do have a guest, though. And in fact, uh, yeah, start off the show with John Coltrane with Miles Davis doing the theme live. But then uh, a gift from our guest this week, Luke Twineman with Castle Grayscale. A, town, a band called Cowtown. What can you tell us about that, Luke? Um, well, thanks for having uh, having me on, Mike. Um, I guess uh, Cowtown are the band from Leeds. Um, they're really good friends of ours. Um, we released an, e- an LP by them uh, a little while ago. We've known them for like years and years. They're like super good buddies of ours. Um, and this is this is kind of like a new one that's kind of just floating around. It's not like nailed down on anything yet, but uh, it's a it's a bit of a peach. Are they uh, are they buddies with the Bilge Pump guys? Yeah, yeah, they're from that whole kind of like lead six kind of area. That's um, you know, that's just been knocking out bands for years and years. Solanke, like Solanke, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I wish I would have known that they were buddies. I would have put some... I played some last week. Well, I'll play next week. I got some Bilge Pump. I got some Solanke. Oh, yeah, like Bilge Pump for a A brand new band called New Woman from Leeds. All right. Okay, uh, anyway, uh, Luke, what can you tell Uh, me is your earliest musical memory? My earliest musical memory... Christ, um, oh, I don't know. Um, I guess I used to, I don't know, I used to drive along, like, in the car quite a bit, um, like, with my folks. Um, they used to listen to, like, I think they used to listen to, like, the um, Crosby, Stills, and Nash record, like, quite a bit. So um, not the radio, like, what, a cassette player? Yeah, like a cassette player, mostly, that kind of thing. But then I used to listen to, like, I remember, like, the first... I remember the decision to ever first like want to or desire to have like my own music and it was like to get one of these um like compilation tapes that like were like released in England at the time uh, my brother used to like kind of listen to the radio a lot and he used to listen to the chart show and then he used to then like kind of dub out like um the DJ's voice like and like re-record his own version of the chart show um, and I remember seeing him do that, and then I got a hold of one of these compilation tapes as well. Like I think when I was like, I don't know, I was like seven or eight, and I used to kind of mess around with that. But um, but mostly, yeah, it was like making cassette tapes like of the radio, um, or like yeah, driving with my folks in the car, like on the way to like swimming or something. I don't know. <laughs> do you, uh, so? Did your brother get involved with making music? Um, no, he never did. Like, he just, just used to, just he, just, to he just used to mess around with the radio, yeah, and like, okay. like record his own like versions of like the chart show and stuff. Um, he also used to do like loads of like sports commentating and stuff like that. It's kind of kind of interesting when I was young to kind of see him do that. Like but, he um, wanted to be a disc jockey he, or something. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But it kind of gave me. I don't know, it gave me an interest in certainly, like, getting hold of that kind of stuff myself. 
um, and then to start to like listen a lot and that kind of thing. But yeah, it was mostly like the crappiest stuff ever. I think the first record I ever bought was like Too Unlimited, just like early UK pop techno. Too Unlimited. Too Unlimited. Yeah, yeah I, I don't recall. No, you, you don't. You don't really need to. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I won't okay. worry about it. Can you remember it. your first gig? Um, my first ever gig. Yeah, I can definitely remember my first ever gig. That was in like um, I was in Grimsby, which is where I grew up. Um, and that's where we started sort of doing, like putting on our own shows and stuff. But I think what, what part of the country is that, Lou? Grimsby's like it's on the east coast kind of like sort of it's in the north like we call it the north but if you look at the british isles it's kind of like you know in the middle but it's near a city called hull i don't know if you know oh, yeah, that. yeah i do because you know who famous from hull is mick ronson right and so it's a port town in fact i remember taking the ferry there the first time we played newcastle uh, from, right, uh okay. from from belgium uh yeah i was with georgie and edward it was the faros and uh, there was a club in Newcastle called the Riverside. And I got right. there from driving from Hull. But I never got to play right. Hull. No. So what was, this, like, what was this gig in Grimsby? This gig in Grimsby was just like, um, it was like the, yeah, it was the first ever gig I'd ever been to. And um, it was just like a full-on, like, hardcore punk show, like, like at the time. Like, basically, it was... Um, the bands that played it was like Knuckle Dust, who were from London, um, Area Effect from Manchester, um, and like Imbalance, who were like from Grimsby and kind of one of the biggest and like kind of most influential like uh, UK hardcore bands of like the late nineties, like early zeros. Um, and me and my friend like Ben, we just went to the show. Um, he'd heard about it, and um, where we, was it at? We were like. It was at a place called Baker Street, just like this club, like kind of place that there was like, I don't know, like 30 people there or something. And um, yeah, we just never, I'd never been to a gig or anything like that, but we'd been getting into like kind of punk and these kind of, this kind of music for like a few years. How? And it was the first time we'd ever, how? Um, people at school told you yeah. about it? No, no. I'm wondering what, 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 what time period are we talking? So this would have been like, I think this gig was like, it was probably '97, like I think. And so you've been into the you've been into the scene for a couple of years. How through uh, friends at school? Um, well, yeah, we just yeah, there was like a couple of friends at school, and um, we were just mostly into like you know like mainstream punk and um, and kind of like grunge and all that kind of stuff, like Nirvana and and all that kind of stuff. And we just read about it, you know, in magazines, and like you try and get hold of. You know, you try and buy like the, the shitty reduced singles, like you know, like from the Woolworths on the way home or something. Yeah. Did, uh, get Grim a bit of a collection going. Did Grimsby? And then you just did Grimsby have fanzines? Um, I don't think it did have a fanzine. No, it, okay. uh, not one that I remember. Like it didn't have. It, it certainly wasn't like I went to this gig and there was like a wealth of like, you know, like fanzines and written information and stuff. There were, but there was a good scene like like of people putting on gigs thanks to this band Imbalance who Imbalance. they kind of like travel the country a lot um, okay. and then they brought a lot of it back to the town sure, sure. Um, I'm just curious just I'm just curious about 
small town punk in England in the you know middle late late nineties. It's interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of it maybe you had to like create yourself then. Oh, totally. Yeah, you had to just kind of like you know beg a pub like for for their back room. There was a pl- few places that would put gigs on. But um, they were never, you know, totally happy to, like, put our stuff on because, you know, they always... Because, you know, they didn't like the dancing and, like, the loudness of it and all this kind of stuff. What about this... We're going to play something now called Absent Friends by uh, Howie Reeve and Mike Watt. What about this track? Oh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know so much about this track, really. But... Um, <laughs> Okay, then let's just play it. Let's play it.
you can take it, Joe. Sugar. Life's too short for nonsense. Life's too short So I've had enough of your stupid game I've had enough of your power over You can take it, Joe show Life's too short for this nonsense Life's too short for this nonsense Enough of your friendly, <laughs> friendly, friendly disappearing act. I've had enough of your inconsequential power trip. You can take your job and shove it. Life's too short for this nonsense. Life's too short for this nonsense. That I've had enough of your waiting game This power trip This inconsequential bubble you call your empire You can take it, job and shove it Life's too short for this nonsense Life's too short for this nonsense You could take your job and show it. I've had enough of this inconsequential power trip. Get out of your fucking bubble! Take your job and show it. Life's too short for this nonsense. Life's too short for this nonsense.
enough to shoot off my mouth Been west to Denver but just once Didn't get to check out the town And Aspen's pretty much like Freddy in the mountains is Spent all my time there getting up and down
show uh you heard howie reeve mike watt doing absent friends a seven inch out on say the name of your label there luke the uh, the audacious art experiment audacious art experiment that's a great name for a label <laughs> after that yeah. something else from the label dead badgers with dead dog blues then the lemon limes from up Town with lava in my lungs after that, the James Rocket, ABQ. Early version of Poets. I think that's Frank on the vocal. Nervous Gender, 1979. Richard Meltzer's Cats from Hell show. Then we had Kyoka with Third Line Trial. Space Pyramid. After that, with uh, from CU and Tijuana. They might have been a Nottingham band. Somebody gave this to me on this last, yeah, on this Cuz tour. I think it was from there. I know those guys. I know those guys. Are, well, are they from Nottingham? They're from, they're from Grimsby. They're from Grimsby. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Okay. But that ain't that far away, right? A little bit. A little but no, bit. I, know, I know those guys really well. They're like, they're like oldest friends of mine. Um, it's a great record but, that um, they gave me. I love it. Oh, nice. That's Rachel awesome. Hayden after that with Devil in Me. Uh, I got a crush on you with Paul Motion. Uh, that's got her sister uh, Petra singing, and finally Tab Falco with Doomsday Baby. I got a tour coming up with Tab Falco. This morning talking to the drummer man Larry Mullins, Toby Dannett, great cat. So you happen to know see you in Tijuana? Not not you that's say right, Tijuana yeah. right? You don't say Tijuana. Yeah, it would just be Tijuana like Tijuana. Yeah, because Tijuana is like Aunt Josephine. People fuck up and they put an A there. There ain't no A there. Anyway, let's get back to you uh, in Grimsby and, and the punk scene. So, yeah, you're asking pubs to have gigs in the back room. They don't like the noise. They don't like the loudness. Uh, what about this idea of a label? When did that come to your mind? Um, well, I guess that was... So that was kind of after a few years, you know, of like kind of doing this, like putting the gigs on and then obviously you put the gigs on and you bring loads of bands and people to your town. And then obviously they're usually more than happy to like have you come to their town as well. So we kind of got a band going, like some friends of mine. Um, and then, and we started to tour like quite a lot with that. And then what was the name of this band? This band was called stand. S T A N D. Like yeah, the, that's right. like the Sly and the family stone album. That's right. There's a song called that too. Okay, uh, so you're touring around and stuff. So you 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 feel need to for a label. 
Yeah, pretty much. Like, I mean, we did the same like, thing too when we learned from Black Flag. Being the, the punk movement was just not about making a band. It's also about putting on gigs. It was all about uh, yeah, fanzines and labels, all kinds of stuff. Definitely, it's just kind of like you know, kind of like um, self sustainability. I guess it was just yeah. like if you if you do this yourself and if you control it yourself, then it's kind of it's always going to be there as long as you're willing to do it. So was anybody really teaching you or inspiring you? Where did you learn this label stuff from? Yeah, so I guess, you know, we learned it from, from other pals in the scene. Like, we were, we'd had a previous release, like the um, Standard had a previous release on this label called Positive Outlook. Um, and they were, like, from Pe- Peterborough, which is, like, in Cambridgeshire, like, kind of near Cambridge. Um, so more south. Yeah, further south, about like two or so hours from us, um, where we were living, and it was like I don't know. They they just had like they were creating like amazing shows, and they would get a lot of people up from London and stuff to like their shows. They would do these huge all dayers, you know, in like the back room of pubs, and um, so he kind of one of the guys there, Gav. He like he put our first record out, and then yeah, I guess through that process we learned how to do it, and then you see everybody's kind of doing it. There's labels here and labels there, so I think we ended up like cause, um, me and Ben at the time, like who we, was doing the label with. Um, he, yeah, we just decided to like put out our next record basically, and then and then that was kind of it. It was open, and then it was like, well, now maybe we should put out some friends, you know. So that's how it went. How then, did you uh, How did you pick that name for the label? Um. It's a bit of a, I don't know, it's a bit of a long, like, kind of distant memory of a story. But um, it, it, it mostly came from Ben, who, like, um, it was my buddy who kind of founded the label. Um, like, um, he kind of had the strongest ideas for it. And um, I think he had some, like, we were on tour or something at some point, and he was talking to a guy um, from a band called Mendes Tear. Um, and they were kind of arguing about art or something, like, um and like this guy like accused Ben was like an art student and this guy accused him of of his ideas like for the this art that he wanted to make of like being audacious yeah. um, this, I don't know this guy kind of had this like like kind of nice funny southern accent and I think he just really liked like the way he kind of said it and I think in many ways he kind of like you mean South England maybe. yeah yeah <laughs> I think he kind of used the name just to kind of like piss him off I don't know <laughs> like, oh really just, so it was just kind of just like you know in like a friendly way but it was just kind of like yeah you're right like I you know I am like you know an audacious art experiment or whatever this kind of thing so um, so it just kind of stuck in that way the first release was Stand yeah it was like a split CD with um, a band called Triple H and where were Um, they from they, they were from Peterborough so they were kind of like connected with this other label this positive outlook record so right. it was quite like a, we were quite a pair at the time and we would like tour a lot um like we toured around europe and stuff um which was really fun wow so so okay outside england yeah so we, we ended up making it outside of england and and um kind of did a lot of the um i, did, I think we went like around belgium and holland and then kind of through Germany, Denmark up to Sweden and just like all in one like big huge crappy van and mostly just kind of playing like you know the squat scene and this sure. kind of stuff this is both bands together yeah yeah in one vehicle 
That's that's kind of how he did it in the old days. What time yeah, of year was like it? Was, was it winter or was it summer? Um, no, I think that was like I think it was like March or something. Spring it was pretty time. cold by the pretty cold by the time we got to Norway. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah I can imagine. We were like sleeping in the van a lot as well, you know. Sometimes there was like no accommodation at the show and that kind of thing. And it was just like this huge like Leyland Daff like old postal van. Yeah. Um, that had been in like black and yellow and um, it had like a space to like cozy up at the top and yeah it was fun do you still got that vehicle um I don't think that vehicle is still on the road no <laughs> she's out of the race <laughs> but, but she yeah, served she, she, she served you well yeah she's been put out to pasture put I out think. to pasture <laughs> or maybe parts used in another boat yeah hopefully <laughs> Look, we're at the end of the first hour, October 9th, 2015 edition of the Wife for Pedro show, where you're my special guest, talking about bands and labels. Hold tight for hour two. October 9th, 2015 is the second hour of the Wife for Pedro show.
in a wheelchair with the red hair picking up her little boy there. Little Tommy's mommy, Nana Connie, winked and caught my glance. Handicap sticker, I'd like to lick her. Note the fire in her eyes that flickers. Can't be certain what part's working when I help her remove her pants. Your mom's hot. 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 Just a tiny damage, but she won't go unravished. All right. Your mom's very hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the schoolyard, making me hard With a tight skirt I highly regard. Got Brady's old ladies on the jungle gym Playing with her boy Now I get it, her life's prosthetic Supposed blemishes I find magnetic Like fingerprints and snowflakes It's the differences you know that I enjoy Your mom's hot, your mom's hot, your mom's hot your mom's hot, your mom's hot, your mom's hot. The soul is the goal, it outshines the nature's toll, all right. Your mom's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mom, she's so hot. In a new dress, cause she's depressed. Rumor has it that she lost her left breast. A full recovery on her mastectomy, the future's good. She needs leisure. An oral pleasure, ego building romps for good measure, mutually advantageous and outrageous, you know it gives me wood. Wood! Your mom's hot, 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 your mom's hot. The spirit is erotic, tenacity exotic, alright. Your mom's smoking hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's your mom.
Watford Pedro show. Start off the second hour with the Beards doing Newtown. What can you tell me about that? When did you guys put that out? Um, that's a real new one. Um, I think that was actually, that was like the last release before we did um, yours and Howie's 7-inch. Um, they were just like, um, they're a really nice bunch. They're from they're from Leeds as well. Okay. Um, and they kind of run the whole, um, like Kathy, who's in the band, she's like the, the main voice in the band. Yeah. Um, she runs this whole, like, uh, she does like the Cops and Robbers, like, fanzine now. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. If you've heard of that. But, yeah. Yeah. So she does that. Um, she's like pretty involved in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, beards. Does beards mean the same thing in the U.S. as over there? Does, does what beards? Yeah, beard over here is a slang. Facial hair. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm talking about the uh, slang. It's a. Uh, oh right. No, I don't know. Lady with you to make it look like you like girls. Oh right. We call those beards. Uh, uh, something brand new from Deer Hunter Snakeskin, and then an old bummer from Deer Hoof. Uh, tobacco, the instrumental version of Wodka. High Tides, yeah, turned on to me by Mr. Tom, Seven Mile Beach. And I uh, just played with these guys last week in Dallas. Happy Anniversary, Your Majesty, by American Wolf Werewolf Academy. See that? Texas Werewolf Academy. They're into your majesty. <laughs> Hamelon tri Trial. Can't we played all three Texas gigs, me and my missing men last week. Mom's hot. I think, I think he calls his music anti-folk. Good cat right. From upstate New York. Churchwood after that with uh, Metanonia. Metanoia. Strange. A really good band. Remind me like a Texas version of a old birthday party or something. I don't know. Their own thing. Their singer liked to point a lot. And finally, Barbez with uh, Umevi Gol. And uh, that's some, uh, yeah, Jewish uh, kind of klezmer music out of Rome. Ted Kaufman, these cats have uh, brought back and, uh, well, made us aware of incredible thing music, trippy fabric. And I'm learning right now about the Grimsby uh, <laughs> variation here. Uh, what After that split CD, you and uh, those other cats from Peters, Petersboro? Peterborough, yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's spelled like borough, but we say it like bruh. Yeah, okay, Peterborough. From Peterborough. <laughs> yeah, Peterborough. Well, he's got Petersburg in Virginia. Right, anyway. <laughs> anyway, what was the next release after that? Um, next release after that, I think, was um, was a seven-inch by a band called Army of Flying Robots. Yeah. Um, Where from? And they were like, they were from like Nottingham, I think. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were from there. And um yeah, they were just like like super full on kind of like you know, like power violence kind of like screamo kind of stuff. Like real heavy short songs, just like but um they were yeah, really, you know, really there's, they some were, these, there's some of these definitions. I got a friend in Holland and they say their music's called power violence. screamo, power violence, hardcore, 
crust. I mean, are all these things really that much different? Maybe, maybe to a nuanced ear, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, but um, well, what I'm trying to get like at, they, uh, do you think that were you looking for a sound for the label? N- um, no, never, oh, not really. Okay. Like, sort of like, I mean, like we sort in, of like we SST. were involved in a sound, like. What I mean is, for example, SST, Meat Puppets, Husker Du, Black Flag, Minuteman, didn't really sound like uh-huh. each other. Mm. But I think that was the point of that label. Yeah. I we, think I think know, with us it was more like um, we were just, you know, there was a lot of variety at the time. Like, you know, you say about the genres and stuff. And then... Um, you know, like we were like, like Stan was like, you know, like a you know a metal band basically. It was like metal hardcore kind of stuff. But then you'd play the like the same gigs in our days with like punk bands, and then like, you know, kind of like Washington style, like you know Fugazi kind of bands and this kind of stuff. It was just a huge variety. So you just kind of, we just put out like our friends basically and like music that inspired us and like agitated us, I guess. Um, what about, this band, what like, about this band, Bonetti? Bonetti? Yeah, because we're going to play a waka. Right, right. Well, those guys are kind of, they're from like, you know, the more modern incarnation of like, of where we're at at the moment, which is basically like our our space in Sheffield. Like we have like a collective space now that's kind of nestled and based like kind of under the label and like its philosophies and stuff. Okay. So there's like 20 people that like rent a room um, and we rent a room as individuals with the aim to like form bands and start things like that. And Benetti is basically the the brainchild of this good friend of mine called Loic Tucky. Um, he wrote all the songs all on his own after his last band kind of left him, um, and then formed a band around it from other people in the space. And that's kind of where that project comes from. Well, hell, let's listen to it right now.
I was asleep at my desk at work the other day, and I had the most amazing dream that Eric Clapton was actually killed by the blues. You know, things are hazy in dreams, but like, he was holding like a B minor for too long, just, you know, milking the sustain, and it just fucking snapped him in half. And it made me so happy. It was like, a, it was like those dreams where you find money. I was just walking around spending dead Eric Clapton, and I was so happy. And then at one point, just when the dream was getting really good, my boss wakes me up, and naturally he's pissed because I'm asleep at my desk. He says, Schreiner, I'm not paying you to sleep here. I said, oh, man, I'm sorry. I, was, yeah, I had a hard time sleeping last night. And, wait a minute. Eric Clapton's still dead, isn't he? And he just kind of looked at me shocked. He's like, no, but his son is. And though I don't have a job anymore, I found that very helpful. What? There can't be fucking Eric Clapton fans in a punk club. Come on. Oh, what are you, a parent? You must be a parent. That's the only way you could feel any sympathy there. And let me tell you something. Your kid's not cute or smart or funny or fucking adorable. He's a little fucking monster, a little ball of impulses. And you made him? Why? So someone could take care of you when you're older? I've got a better idea for you. Condoms and suicide. Not a, a warm, caring person in Los Angeles. Man, I thought it'd be easier to find a clitoris in Senegal. Those of you who got that, explain it to those who didn't. Anymore. 
romantic about postmodern buildings anymore. Nothing is romantic about the city anymore. Nothing's romantic about the glass
show and we heard a waka by Benetti go Gaganbro Ichi got to play with them at that uh, elephant and castle place what was it called? Uh. yeah Corsair studio or something Ano Chichi brand new from Uzmadoma Czech band we tour, tour with in April May Clapton Live by Bob Schreiner Tonight, some of my best friends. Chasing Ghosts, Reg Bloor's new solo album. Uh, Straight into the Sun by El Pathos. So, would you say there was a, a philosophy behind the label now that you're in Sheffield? Um, yeah, I guess in a way it does. At least more of the, like, 
the way we the the, the way the people that we put stuff out with and things kind of comes from like like yeah rather than just going for a sound like you said we're definitely more interested in like putting out people who have a similar like approach and mindset towards kind of like music and why you're even bothering to put it out and and that kind of thing um why did you pick, we just why did you pick sheffield um well sheffield was basically like i guess by the time we made it to like 2004 um like i'd been i was living in grimsby up until then um i was like running a record i had like a record shop um and then like that all kind of closed down and, and i just moved like i just had to get out of town i just moved yeah um, because where did I, I last see Sheffield. you where did i last see you brighton you saw me in brighton yeah i tend to, i move around quite a bit <laughs> but um but yeah so so i kind of left grimsby and then went to sheffield and settled there i had a few friends who were from grimsby as well it's one of those places where like it's kind of close to grimsby so it's kind of like the next safe like you know place to go kind of thing it's like it's where you can leave home but kind of still be close to home and kind of you know i just recently started that. playing there a lot you know i always right. known about it. The, the most famous band of course is cabaret voltaire it used to be a steel town that turned into a college town right yeah that's basically it like that's that's basically how it is and it was still in transition a lot when i got there which was really nice um I think I moved there like 2000, yeah, like 2006, 2007. And, um, and yeah, it was still like, obviously the steel had like long ended, but it was still in this transition of kind of really getting set up as like a really great, like kind of, you know, like live place again, like for playing live and stuff. It was kind of moving from the old venues that were kind of closing and then there was new ones opening up in town, but then... Like the Harley people, um, yeah, like the Harley. Luke, like we're that. at the end of the second hour, October 9th, 2015 right. edition of the Wife of Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour two. October 9th, 2015. It's the third hour of the Wife of Pedro Show.
show start off the third hour with a middle sex cry waves what can you tell us about that Luke um so that one's like uh, that's quite a new release um on the label it's pretty it's been it's pretty cool actually because it was like that one's basically like 
the guy, one of the main people in the band is like Carl, who was like my um, the guitarist in Stand, like our first band, and we go like way back, obviously. And um, he's like always been in bands and like kind of experimental stuff as well. He kind of got me into a lot of that after like he moved to Manchester after Stand finished. And um, and yeah, he's just like he just sent me loads of stuff like recently. Um, was just kind of like oh like i've got all this stuff like do you want to do something with it and i listened to it and it was just like totally amazing um but just we just just a kind of era that i'd forgotten all about so we just did like a little retrospective like cassette for it and then like since doing that it's like loads of people have got like really interested in it and it's just like just i don't know it's kind of just kind of gone a bit crazy and it's like it's like up for an award and stuff like this like dead albatross award or something and um and like like for like best album of the year and it's like stuff that was like you know it's like nine years old which is just like ah, really funny the only thing new is <laughs> you like, finding out about it and we heard Ava Mendoza with the Furious Happies no that Furious Harpies still following us Mountain Goats with a song about wrestling called Choked Out finally Five Kittens and an Old Dog something live from Mr. Shimmy uh yeah, that's interesting. So, see what happens sometimes. Uh, yeah, you get validated. But I know you guys just want to let the freak flag fly. That's bitching. Yeah, let's listen to some more of your exactly. music. Right here we got uh, The Optimizer by Spandrill. Ah, uh, wow. Here it comes. Thank you. 
Music for this edition, Spandrel with uh, Deoptimizer, Automatic Sam with so- Sonic Whip. You know, Cuz played this uh, tour, the first t- Cuz tour ever, and one of the gigs was in, uh, well, actually three of them were in Holland, but one was this uh, Manana Manana Festival. And damn it, the boss wasn't in one of these bands that I played on my show, uh, Automatic Sam here. It is trippy how things are connected. <laughs> Uh, we had Cosmodrome live, Headache, uh, Petrol ter- ter- Terriers with Biggles. We got to play with them in uh, a Newcastle at the Clooney. Now, Newcastle ain't that far from you guys. No, Newcastle's not so far. Yeah, but they talk, a, they talk a lot different than you. Yeah, yeah, it's a different world, <laughs> completely. But not, like. not, not too far away different. Okay, then we no, had Shock no. and Awe with Wasted in the Park. Who's that, who's that guy? Uh, 
It's a cat out of Edinburgh. I met him at the Sneaky Pete's. Murray. Murray. Uh, Sperm Bank Baby number two, Black Randy and the Metro Squad. That's old Hollywood punk scene stuff. Black Randy was hilarious. He's got an album maybe you should check out. It was made in the 70s. I think it was the first Danger House album. It was called Pass the Dust, I Think I'm Bowie. And right. he was like making fun of the Hunky Dory uh, cover. Then we had uh, Clowns out of uh, Brighton doing Love Vigilante. And Give Me Some Head from Gigi Allen and the Motor City Bad Boys. And finally, uh, Master Blaster. That's Chris and Chato Ghetto, which I've got to do a song for them. They've invited me. Uh, what's the hardest part about running a label, Lou? Um, paying for everything. <laughs> that makes sense. But, um, yeah, apart from that, um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really find it hard so much at all. Like, really. I mean, I guess the hardest part for me is definitely like doing the people that you put out like justice, basically. And it's just like that kind of that kind of weight of kind of, you know, it's like somebody brings their music to you and they want it put out. And then it's like, you want to make sure it, you know, it does go out like basically, and that it like reaches people. Sure. Um, how can people so find out about That's kind of like, how can people find sorry. out about your label somewhere on the internet? Um, yeah. So it's just the audacious art com. Just like, why don't you spell it. all that? <laughs> Okay, so it's T-H-E-A-U-D-A-C-I-O-U-S-A-R-T-E-X-P-E-R-I-M-E-N-T dot C-O-M. Yeah. And how many releases have you guys got? Um, I think we're up, we're up into the 30s now. I think it's like 39. Damn. The one was 39. So it's kind of, it's come in waves. It's like there was a burst in the first few years and then it stopped for a few years and then you know, there's like a bit of relocating and then you get a burst and this kind of thing. But it kind of waves. what we like to call, yeah, So, but what we like to call within our crew now that it's like kind of like the modern era, which is like the Sheffield era of us. Like when since we kind of like got our cooperative like space and everything, it's like, um, it's like, yeah, that's like, we've had like, you know, 10 out, I think in like the last two or three years so so it's really starting to fly now which is really good and and a lot of it is bands that like we've that we've always known for years that have been in like all kinds of different bands in the scenes but are still in bands now um and then the other kind of chunk is people bands that have formed in the space like in our in like our practice place and venue space and then just like beautiful random things as well like yourself and howie really which is just when you know just People, nice people just get in touch and you just, you know, it just happens to be what you would love to do as well. Is uh, people recording in your cooperative space? Yeah, there's people recording. Okay. There's quite a lot of stuff getting recorded there now as well. Like all, a lot of like Sheffield, because there's like a couple of these spaces in Sheffield now. They've really, they've really come on strong in the last few years and there's just a ton of shitload of bands. Like uh, there's a place called the Lug Hole, which is like completely amazing. Um, and has like a lot of like pretty fierce like punk bands and stuff like that and um, they're putting on shows you know and it's all just like donation thing and like bring your own booze kind of stuff um, but it's really respectful and like really well or well, kind of not well organized because it isn't organized it's just like 
everybody just kind of knows, you know, like sure. how to kind of behave and like deal with it. And so, yeah, there's, there's a guy within our space, like Ben Hunter and he's like recording, he plays in a lot of projects like safe mode and, um, Shaker Zebra is another one, but he's recording a lot of people at the moment and he's like, it's pretty amazing. He just did an LP recorded an LP by a band called Civ head. Um, you should check that out. You'd re- I think you'd like that. It's awesome. I'd love They're it. a Sheffield band. I loved it. What about future plans? For the future label? plans. Yeah. Um, for the label, we've got, we've got a few things lined up. Um, a few different things we're doing one for, we're going to be doing another record, like an LP for Howie, Howie Reeve. Sure. Uh, which is going to be awesome. Um, everything's kind of like projected towards like the new year, but there's, there's loads of things. There's like all the all basically all like the the bands that we've got around at the moment, like Cowtown and and um, these kind of bands that are already on the label. Everybody's kind of trying to get it together and and put new stuff out. And um, hopefully as well, we're going to be doing there's um with our good friends from Barcelona called Za. Yeah. Um, we should be doing something with them in the new year as well. So just just more just accelerate, I guess. Uh, um, it seems a good time, so get it out. Let's say you met a young guy. Or, or lady and wanted to start a label and they asked you for advice what would you say <laughs> thank you because um, I, I have to kind of talk, keep talking myself into it a lot but <laughs> but um, I don't know just like be a good talk sure to yourself uh, yeah I am a good talk a good no talk but that would, that's what you advise to, to try and be a good talk to yourself or yeah definitely that you just you just have to keep like I don't know that you, it's just make sure that you just keep checking that this is actually what you want to do and that you're really into it um, and that you're really into the band and that you're not kind of, I don't know, just maybe feeling pressured into doing stuff or like this kind of thing, but and that you do reason. it for the band really as well. Like that's, I think that's kind of the thing. I mean, you, you do do it for you, you know, it's like you, you are into it, you're into producing records and this kind of thing, but yeah. all of the bands I've ever put out is basically because it's like, because they just blew my mind and, or they were like my best friends and then that blows my mind even more the fact that all my best friends are my favorite bands basically like are in my favorite bands so that's, that's a, like I a really nice that's feeling. a great great spirit luke so then that's great advice and i want to thank you so much so much for being on the show great. thank you and much much success uh getting out those bold adventurous musics uh everybody it's been uh, october 9 2015 edition of Watford pedro show might be a little while till i have the next one because it's got touring coming up but i'll be back as soon as i can thank you once more luke thank you mike thanks okay. a lot everybody keep your powder dry <laughs>